Artificial intelligence is everywhere all of a sudden, quickly transforming so many aspects of our lives and enabling big advances in widely diverse areas of healthcare. But it can be hard to explain how it all works with its hidden algorithms, data in, data out, often likened to a black box. But hard as it might be to explain how it works, it's even harder to illustrate. And by illustrate, I mean physically draw a picture of it. If one can't even describe in words or numbers the mysterious computations that go on inside that black box after all, how is someone supposed to represent it in images? Well, as it happens, there are lots and lots of answers to that question, and many of them are pretty amusing, even if they're also wildly inaccurate. Check out stock images that illustrate many of the stories you read about AI and machine learning, and you'd think that they're deep space science fiction rather than common daily reality. It's all gleaming and glowering mechanized robots, computer chips, cerebral cortexes crackling with electric current, silicon cyborgs with all-seeing eyes. As someone who has a bit of an art background myself and who's responsible for choosing many of the images that go with our stories here at Healthcare IT News, I can empathize with the difficulty of accurately depicting complex abstract concepts such as AI, or for example, something like blockchain. But that doesn't make it any less enjoyable to poke fun at some of the most fantastic examples. Len DeVolio, Associate Professor at Harvard Medical School and Brigham and Women's Hospital and CEO of Cambridge-based machine learning company SIFT, is an expert in artificial intelligence. He's also a connoisseur of over-the-top AI stock art. We got on the phone recently and took a gander at some of his favorites, which you can view for yourself here as you follow along with our art critique. All in good fun, of course. So, you know, we're hearing quite a bit, obviously, about artificial intelligence and machine learning these days. Um, you know, how do you think we're doing in healthcare, you know, adapting to this kind of brave new world? And what do you see as the kind of, you know, future, the near-term future of how we can capitalize on some of this stuff? So I think one of the challenges is we talk about it as though it's one thing, and at the end of the day, it's really just math, right? So um, I tell people to don't frame it in terms of AI, frame it in terms of yet another tool that we can use to learn from data. And of course, how we apply it can vary. Anything from automatically reordering gauze pads to recommending a, a, another bolus of medication to detecting a tumor in an image, uh, the, the number of applications of this math are so broad that it's very difficult to say, how are we doing in applying math across an industry as, as modest as you know, $3.2 trillion healthcare? Um, I think there are niches and specific applications where we're you know, are making good progress and more likely to see more progress. Um, and then there are areas that we just can't help but talk about how transformative this will be. And in reality, we're, you know, 10 years off. Um, so, my, you know, my advice to folks trying to figure out where we are is, well, don't talk about the math. Talk about the problem. And there are some problems for which this math is, is very well attuned um, and other problems that it's uh, still a little bit sci-fi. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you make it sound so basic and, and you know, um, utilitarian in, in, in quite contrast to some of the images we're going to talk about here, which uh, I'll forgive the artist for perhaps, um, you know, being a bit uh, flight of fancy in their, <laughs> some of their uh, representations of AI. And I can sympathize as somebody who has to choose art oftentimes to go with these stories. It can be a bit of a, um, a difficult concept to illustrate. Um, but some of these that you've been curating over the past year or two, I, I remember seeing a couple of these in, in some of your talks, but they're, they're pretty outrageous and, and pretty funny, I got to say. Uh, so first of all, let's, let's talk about why we are even doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, when you try to talk to people about how to use these tools, right? I mean, 
this is just the next generation of, of technology for learning from data. Like we had counting, and then we had statistics, and and then we you know we we've had Boolean logic, which has allowed us to, to do queries of databases, and now we have you know machine learning or more inductive approaches. This is because we started calling it AI, and because companies started giving it human names like like Alexa and, and Siri and Watson. Now every graphic designer is put in this terrible terrible dilemma of having to describe what we call artificial intelligence in a way that, you know, con conveys conveys the fact that there is something technically new here. Um, but I, I just think that you can't help it. Once you start talking about artificial intelligence, that is a really powerful metaphor. And we've sort of forced graphic designers and, and in many cases, journalists to talk about these world-changing technologies in, in ways that aren't super helpful. So I started collecting these because I was trying to make the point to people in the audience that we do have to be more specific about what we're talking about. And although they're, they're kind of funny, they do set us up to, to have to unravel a lot of uh, misconceptions before we can do anything useful. So, uh, it, you know, it's an idea to help prove a point, but it, it is kind of funny, too, to just to see what people are doing with these ideas. So you're not afraid that superhuman, um, you know, omniscient intelligence uh, machines are going to come, you know, and take over the world anytime soon? Well, I'm I'm really afraid of very specific applications like auto targeting of weapons. Uh, I'm not afraid of helping a health plan figure out which member is likely to become dissatisfied and disenroll. Right? How extremely different are those? Um, but when you have images like you know, robots arm wrestling humans, you're sort of setting up a, a, an us versus them conversation before you can do anything useful. Right. So to that point, let's look at this first one here. You know, I've heard, you know, a lot of people are afraid that AI might be coming for our jobs. I didn't realize that robots were going to come and take our brains out of our heads and hold them in their hands. Is that... Uh, no, that's an assumption you're making, Mike. This robot could be handing you a brain. That That's true. So, yeah, and I, I think um, I think this contrast between the soft brain and the hard metallic hand really just lets you know uh, how weak and doomed we are. Um, but yeah, that's that's a nice start. Yeah, what choice do we carbon-based life forms have against these silicon machines? Uh, either accept the hand, uh, <laughs> accept what it's giving or taking, I, I suppose. Well, here in the second one. Uh, yeah, is this robot taking this pill that seems to have human DNA in it to make himself more like us, or is he forcing something on us? Is this a pill that we're going to be forced to take in the Matrix somewhere? Uh, so, I, you know, Mike, I've been looking at this one for a while, and I use it all the time. I never thought that it could be the the, uh, the inverse, that the robot may be taking the pill to develop their own uh, genetic superiority over humans. That's a great point. No one knows the future. It, it, you know. <laughs> You, you know what I like about this one? Um, there's the old red pill versus blue pill, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland, Matrix theme recurring. The artist just just jumped the shark here and said, you know what? You don't even have a choice. You're getting both, um, red and blue. I do like that it appears to be a soft gel, so it'll be easily digestible regardless. <laughs> Assuming that's the way it's supposed to be taken, yes. Right. Okay, so this next guy, he's got a lot on his mind. He looks like one of those robots from iRobot. Remember that one with the Will Smith a few years ago? He's got, yeah. uh, he's sleek. The funny thing about this guy, Mike, he is a recurring character. And um, uh -huh. I, I don't know if in this deck you have more of this guy, 
but I'm seeing this guy jump up all the time. So whoever decided that he became, he's sort of the uh, AI um, uh, spokesperson, um, either way, he's doing a nice job for himself. He must have a, a steady royalty stream coming his way. <laughs> well, he's keeping himself busy. He's not healthcare-specific AI. He's clearly focusing about transportation, logistics, and homes, and communi- you know, telecommunications. I see a boat in there, so maritime uh, shipping. So I guess, yeah. They got their work cut out for them, these robots. Uh, the best thing about this guy, too, is that uh, not only does he have, obviously, a very important decision ahead of him. You can see he's clearly in the pose of the thinker. Uh, he's also uh, considerate of eye safety. Um, <laughs> you can see he has some safety goggles on there. So no, no matter what decision he makes, his eyes won't be in jeopardy in doing so. I guess, you know, that's one thing we could comfort ourselves with, that they're not all-powerful. They have to wear glasses just like us. So uh, Yeah. He might be doing that just to placate his human coworkers and, and not be in violation of some company policy. <laughs> all right. This one here um, is almost too bizarre for words. Um, two brains in some sort of weird um, eye laser communion Um mind melt of some sort, I, I would, you know, now are these people or these robots or one of each? What do you think? I think, you know, that is, that is up to the observer. I think that, um, it's very interesting. The brains are, are clearly, um, sparking from what's happening here. There's a lot of energy happening in there. One, um, I don't know if the red brain is either uh, taking or giving, but it's, you know, there's clearly a contrast between a red brain and, uh, and the blue brain. And speaking of colors, Mike, when you look at enough of these, you'll notice that, um, and I don't know when it happened, but translucent blue seems to be the official color of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Very space age. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't know where that began or why we chose translucent blue, but um, clearly it is the color that we're supposed to think of when we think of uh, um, being replaced by robots. Right, and that translucent blue is a big theme here in this next one. And when they do take over, I guess they'll be in charge of the legal system. And um, it's kind of scary that this woman seems to be imposing a rather harsh judgment. Or maybe it's just, you know, a small claims court. I don't know. But she's got a gavel, and she knows how to use it. Yeah, and even the details on the gavel. I, um, it, it looks like there's some binary code embedded in the gavel itself, so it it too could be making decisions. There's no reason to believe that uh, it has to be the humanoid uh, female um, Lady Liberty alone that's doing the work. And you know, the artist seems to be having some fun rendering this uh, this AI creation. Um, I don't know if he's lonely or I don't know. <laughs> but clearly, yes. yeah, I think he's trying to convey that it is, you know, Lady Justice. The eyes are covered. That's true. Yes. I don't think the eyes are covered here for eye safety in the same way as our iRobot friend before. Um, I think this is this robot is supposed to be blind, like Lady Justice. Although, I mean, how do you really know? Because any part of this robot could could contain uh, some kind of visual sensors. Right. Well, I wonder what sort of sentence she's handing down. Um, Hopefully nothing too severe. It will be probabilistic in nature. You can be sure of that. Right. Okay, next up. Um, Clearly having some psychedelic fun with this one. Um, Looks like uh, something that might have been on my dorm room back in the mid-'90s. But Yeah. I think if you you squint, you can see a sailboat in the background of this. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> you know, if you play a certain like uh, certain Pink Floyd songs while you watch it, certain parts of it move. If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is. It does. <laughs> That's very deep, Mike. <laughs> I think probably the less said about this one, the better, and just enjoy it for its pure aesthetics. Yeah, just or, or print it out on a certain type of paper and put it on your tongue. Either way. <laughs> Uh, all right. Now this one, is this the same guy? He looks like similar to the last one, but he's, he's got his glasses off and he's looking right, uh, right in the eye of this, of this lady. And they're having a, an arm wrestling contest. What, he seems what's a bit all? more confident than the last guy. Um, and a little shinier as well. So this may be a newer model. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't seem to be concerned about the match he is squared up on, um, and nor should he be, because you would imagine that a, a robot uh, designed to arm wrestle a human would be better at the job than a human. Well, she looks pretty confident too, and I, you know, I got to give her my, uh, I got to throw my support behind her because what chance do we have if we can't fight back, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I love the fact that uh, she doesn't seem intimidated either. It's just that if I was, if I was going to square up for the uh, future of humanity. I think I would have chosen a different task than a, br a brute strength uh, um, match. But yeah, at least play chess or Jeopardy or something. Uh, well, not, not just Jeopardy or Go. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'd lose at those. Maybe guess my emotion and try to keep a straight face. I, I don't know. I, look, we both know we're going to be replaced either way. That's the point of this whole thing, isn't it? Well, here's the scary part. It looks to me from this last one like you have already started your transformation into into cyborg. Is that is that true? I uh, yeah, I can neither uh, confirm nor deny the rumors. Uh, I will say I did um I did a conference. This was um uh, it's not fair of me to not remember it because they were very nice to make me this image. Um, oh, the HLTH conference, and they asked uh, they were making caricatures, and they asked if I would like one, and I said. You know, since I've been poking fun at the at the graphical challenges in representing this, why don't we just why don't we just complete this loop? Let's just make me into the Terminator and uh, and couple it up with the uh, Institute of Medicine to air his human report, and let's just close this loop. And and they did. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, my my uh, my my kids like it. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're not too frightened by it. Um, and. I'm guessing that you think that we shouldn't be too frightened quite yet either, that uh, that AI is going to be coming for our jobs or for our humanity anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I do think certain applications will need to be governed carefully, not just in the militaristic sense, but even in healthcare, right? There, there is a huge difference between a device that can listen for changes in in your condition and administer uh, treatments as a result. Um, but you've got to take them case by case. And while we group everything into this us or them, robots replace human metaphor that seems to be dominating, we're missing the opportunity to make tremendous progress in areas like detecting when an older person is likely to fall down or helping a health plan move paper around behind the scenes much more efficiently. There, there is just no shortage of opportunity within healthcare to capture efficiency. This set of technologies lets us learn in ways we never have in the past. Um, it would be fantastic if we stopped focusing on the technology and started focusing on how to solve very specific problems. Well put. 
All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, clearly, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it's a very serious subject. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, great opportunities here, as you just said. So I appreciate you taking the time to share some of these with me and look forward to seeing more of them on your, on your Twitter feed. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, Mike. Thanks for the call. Good talking to you. Okay. Thanks, Len. Yep, see ya. Bye.